here today to remember Dal, a person who fought for what he believed in. Dal dreamed of a future where every person could own a piece of land, where they could grow fruit and live in harmony with one another. He never saw that dream come true, and maybe neither will we. Those of us who have pledged to carry on will do so in his name. Dal, you were more than a friend. You were an inspiration. All right. Um, welcome to Series 3, Episode 12 of Conversations on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz... Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Colin. Hello. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So series three, episode 12. The screenplay was done by David Fox. It was directed by John Reed. And the episode synopsis were read out by Carlin. The rebels pick up the pieces after the chosen ambush. While Trudy is enraged at being put in danger, Chloe becomes a star pupil much to Casey's disgust, and Amber has a choice to make. So panel, the episode opens on the mountainside overlooking the city as we witness Dal's funeral. Amber can't bring herself to speak, so Bray talks about how Dal fought to realise his dreams for the future and inspires them to do the same. So yeah, what did you make of the funeral? There was Bob's, man. They were honouring this person. Mm-hmm. There's even little things I like about it, like the practicality of, um, you know, they, they didn't, I don't know, they found like the biggest monument they could and put him there away from the city. I thought that was important mm-hmm. that they didn't bury Dal in the city. They put him someplace peaceful, away from all of the chaos. You know, I, I don't know. It felt personal mm-hmm. for him, you know, a place yeah. that Dal might have enjoyed being, you know, um, I don't know, there's just something about it. I was, I was glad they honored him. Yeah, it, it feels like a fitting spot for him. And, you know, all in all, they actually put effort into this funeral and, you know, Amber being so overcome that she couldn't even bring herself to speak. Yeah, it it did feel feel fitting. You know, the, the reminding of, you know, the things they liked, what he stood for. That's, yeah, I think it, as far as tribe funerals goes, this was a good one. It wasn't overwrought either. They didn't over-dramatize it. They've lost somebody who mattered to them, but they still have to fight. And it, it, it just had a nice, good, sober tone to it. And it was there was no humor trying to undercut it. Um, it, it there was a reverence to it. It's short and sweet. It gets to the point. It speaks to who Dal was. And again, that was Dal. Short and sweet, to the point, you know, factual. Just this is what it is. And um it was just well directed. It was Yeah, it's a it's a nice funeral. Um I kinda just wish there were more people there in terms of who was like really important to Dal and were actually speaking for him. I mean I like the things that Bray said, but Bray didn't really have much adventures with Dal and then it makes sense why Amber's too emotional to do anything. But um yeah, I mean it's a it's a nice funeral, but you know, I kinda wish it was a little bit more, more for Dal. Yeah, there just weren't really weren't people 
out of the mall that were close to him at that point. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like, it's as if like the entire show, the writers didn't really care for Dell, but then when he dies, they decide like, all right, let's give him something like a proper send off. <laughs> let's milk this. <laughs> well, you know, it's like that old, that old quote of no one really cares until you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's an also underlying sadness to it because in this moment, it's just like Carlin said, there aren't really that many people who are close to Dal at this funeral because most of the people who really knew Dal don't even know he's actually gone. Yeah. You know, that's really sad. It's uh, it's like being gone like a whisper in the wind. You know, it's he dies behind the scenes for most of his friends. They don't know. They, they were told he was dead before. But, you know, with everybody coming back to life, they probably assume Dal's OK, too. And after all this, they're going to find out, no, Dal actually did fall just at a different time. And it's just that's just there's a sadness to that, you know? Mm, yeah. Um Normally, how I like to rate funerals on the tribe, I like to compare them to uh, how they treated uh, Amber and Zandra's. Because you had like the eagle, kind of a clips of the eagle, and then you had uh, kind of like a montage-esque, like them fading in the, in, into the sky. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really do that for Dal, which I felt like they should have. Uh, if not now, then I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll do it in the future. But then they just, they just never did. So I don't know. It's just... It's just, I think it's really sad, but not just from the fact that Dal died, just from the fact that you could have treated this character a lot better, and then now they're just gone. (laughs) I will say this about tribe funerals. I do think they actually do a pretty good job reflecting the circumstances the characters are in at any given time. They have to bury someone, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just like the heavy emotions that may or may not be involved, the convenience of the situation. Uh, so I, I, I actually like that there is a consistency that every funeral has its own feeling to it because every time someone has died that these kids have had to deal with, it was under different circumstances. There was, you know, for example, you have Zoot and, you know, um, or Glenn, and Bob and and the girls on Eagle Mountain and just on and on and on. Every time these kids were in a very different headspace, different circumstances, emotional state, and their funerals often reflect that. And I think that's actually just a pretty neat thing. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking about it now. But Dell was there with Toots' funeral. You know, when Bray had to bury his brother, Dell was one of the few people who was actually there. With Bray. So, yeah, it, it does feel nice that when Ember can't, Bray is the one giving the eulogy. Circle of life. So, I, like the, I like the funeral-ish. <laughs> I, like where it's, I like where they buried Dal. I like the little speech Bray gave. And, but I, I think what puts me off is Amber's distract, this, just being, Amber being distraught. Um because it's because they they because they threw two reasons for her being distraught. See, one is because her so-called best friends died, and the other reason is obviously because she enabled this to happen because she wanted them to come along and join the fight. 
and I feel like that's the more the major reasons that kind of puts me off if you understand where I'm going <laughs> rather than it mm-hmm. just because she lost a friend but it's not really that it's because she she was the reason why this person died rather than it's she feels her. guilty yeah it's not because of her close friend because I didn't really think they were close friends anyway but <laughs> it's because she enabled someone to die because of her actions by mistake but mm. uh, that kind of annoys me in a way but yeah, I, I get that. I, I think I would have liked to have heard to say to have said something. I think ultimately, she owed him that much. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't blame her for being distraught mm, yeah. at the realization, um, but he she owed him to say something. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no one else there. She mm. had. She should have <laughs> fought through her own emotions to say something mm. for Dow at his point. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at every funeral, someone's got to be the diva and make it all about them. Yeah, and, and Ebony wouldn't be, have been a suitable diva for this one. <laughs> I mean, Bray was conveniently unconscious during Amber's Zandra's. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, there's always going to be somebody who, who's just is so much worse for them than anybody else. Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have anything physical with with Dal to like leave behind like on his on his grave like they've kind of done with everyone else maybe they planted uh, the acorns <laughs> i was gonna say what did, they <laughs> what did they have acorns but yeah i mean you think anyone's taking care of those plants they probably planted them there. <laughs> right where Dal could forever watch his plants grow from the beyond he's definitely got the best spot he does mm. incredible <laughs> okay it's the the best one the best death spot (laughs) I think they should have ended this war with the Chosen long ago have him be a a casualty of the death and then buried him at the um, at the farm that would have been amazing no because otherwise he'd be he'd he'd be stuck lying to Ned for the rest of eternity (laughs) that's just sad that's fine (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter what you're dead (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, that that's we can't do that to Dal. We can't give him Ned as a neighbor later. I think there's something symbolic about Dal being buried someplace we've never seen before. Yes, the farm is a place he enjoyed, but it's Alice's farm, which yeah. makes sense that she puts Ned there. That was her mm-hmm. home. That's where she grew up. It was a place that Dal took care of. But what did Dal always want? He wanted to go out there somewhere mm-hmm. where he'd have land and freedom and space to grow. And so putting Dal somewhere we've never seen, almost in a way of giving Dal something he never got to have. His freedom. And making mm-hmm. that his resting place. I think there's just something really lovely about that. Yeah. Nobody's going to disturb him there. No one's going to bother mm-hmm. him. It's all his... All that space, all that view, just for you, Dal. You never got this because we're a bunch of jerks, you know, but you can have it now, man. His little piece of the country all to himself. Finally got his plot of land. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like they could put him next to Bob, you know. And what about Brady, the child of Zoot? Why were you willing to put her life at risk? For the last time, Supreme Mother, you were not in any danger. I had plenty of guards. I know the rebels better than you do. What if I had been captured? I can't see why they'd want to harm you or the baby. There'd be no point. I'm sorry, what is she doing here? I didn't call for room service. May is a loyal servant to the cause. She has proved herself on many occasions. Oh, I bet she has. 
So yeah, panel, quite a lot of questions here. First of all, why do you think the Guardian felt the need to lie to protect May of all people? Okay, this is going to be a hot take. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I think that someone like May is actually necessary for his more nefarious purposes. Now, he has built the Chosen on, well, making Zoot honorable as if he was mm -hmm. a decent human being. Think of the rules he has for the Chosen, for the Supreme Mother, okay? But if he wants to get down and dirty and spy on people and do things that the rest of the Chosen wouldn't think were appropriate, do you think any of the other Chosen would agree to spying on the Supreme Mother? He couldn't say nope. that to Luke. I need you to keep, you know, spy on her. And, you know, he can't insinuate, I want you to bring me the down and dirty on whatever's going on with her because they would want to protect the Supreme Mother. Mm -hmm. They would make excuses for the Supreme Mother's state of mind. But May, she does not have any of the qualities he preaches to his followers. He knows what she is. And that's someone he can use to do the things that he doesn't want his chosen to know he's doing. That's why I think he lied to protect May because he actually kind of needs someone like her. He sees it. He sees that she could be useful. Mm -hmm. She can be useful and she can be easily manipulated into doing what he wants. Because mm -hmm. she, at the end of the day, she will save her own behind and do what he wants if that's what's best for her. Yeah, yeah I agree. She's like the perfect fall guy. Only I think he's like holding that card a little bit closer and he doesn't want to use it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. You have a great point there, Liz. He can use her to do his dirty yeah. work. Thanks. And Sabine. if he <laughs> has to, he can throw her under the bus at any given time. Cause that leads right onto the next question. Like <laughs> the guardian just turns and blames her for the failure of Bray's capture. What did you make of that? Made sense. He needs someone to blame. <laughs> <laughs> he always wants someone else than himself to blame. And, well, May said she could deliver his head on a golden platter. Exactly. She brought that on herself. True. She totally <laughs> yeah. was like, I, I can deliver them to you. All you have to do is get your men there to scoop them up. And, and, and yet. For, yeah. And for once in his life, he could not scream at Trudy for messing it up. Because, you know, she had no clue. He never wants to accept that his chosen are crap. <laughs> 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 They're not They're well trained, horrible. Jaffa. No, not well trained. That, because that reflects badly on him. <laughs> Blaming so normally he blames Trudy and her weakness for Bray. <laughs> and now he gets to blame May because, well, he didn't train her. She isn't a full chosen yet. And she's a woman. Yeah, she's a woman. <laughs> and and she she's takes a anger out woman. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. But yeah, it's just his way of reminding her that I can protect you. And I can destroy you. Mm. I hold you in the palm of my hand. So don't test me. You know, I'm willing to lie to the Supreme Mother and anybody else to protect you, to use you for my own purposes. But if you fail me, I'm the one you have to deal with, you know. Um, yeah, and it shows her how easily he can switch and he can and how quickly he can turn on someone. What I think is interesting is that May, instead of being afraid, this actually puts her, makes her comfortable because no longer is the guardian some um, unfathomable godly being that she can't figure out, just some scary guy. She's able to read him. Oh, okay. I get it. I get your game and I can play it with you. 
And you see, she becomes very at ease with him mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Because she knows these, these types of guys. It's like, oh, you're that kind. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not that much of a mystery. I got you now. You used to scare me. I'm not that afraid of you now. I, I get it. And which is why she's willing to tease him and, you know, how do I know you won't betray me? You can't trust me. I'll betray you when you least expect it. That's not something you say to someone you're afraid of. That did surprise me, I have to say. Yeah. It, <laughs> that was Ty San Bull's level of like mm-hmm. <laughs> knowledge throwing. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but she's also seen that he has some sort of weird level of respect for Ty San because everyone has seen that, at least anyone with eyes. Yeah, it's just funny how Maeve just brazenly put that out there like that. It's like even she understands what he wants from her and what her role Mm -hmm. is. And now she's comfortable because she knows what role she has to play Mm -hmm. to survive with this guy. And it's like, okay, I know this. I know this script. I can do this with my eyes closed. I can play that game. So I love Maeve as a character. Yeah, And she knows that he would have never believes her for a split second if she said oh i will never betray you my guardian that that she knows he would he would have been more suspicion suspicious of her if he said if she said that to him then you know when she says things like this i mean when she wrote that flyer at first she seemed like apprehensive to show like she didn't want to tell him what she wrote and then when he heard it he was proud and she could just say like, yeah, this is what the kids would understand, because that's the language he speaks. So I think by now she's kind of figured out what she can and cannot say to him. Yeah, this is this is why I love May's character. I think out of every character that's ever been on the series, she's able to uh, adapt to her surroundings the best. I mean, you could probably argue Ebony, but I think May from from the Marats to the Chosen to Technos seems like uh she's just a survivor and she's doing what she's does best now trying to survive among this war with the chosen i just keep thinking she's been here before you know not with the guardian himself but she's been with the chosen before she's seen how things work how weird things work and now with him up close and personal yeah i get she she can do this i like the interplay between trudy may and the guardian i like how even though she's figured out the guardian, she's still terrified of Trudy's being mad at her. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Um, and I also like that we see again that just that same cycle of abuse where because Trudy can't take out her anger on the guardian for setting her up and putting her in this vulnerable position, uh, it, you know, ruining what she, she actually thought I could go out and walk with my daughter. And only I was just being a, you were just using me as a pawn for Pete's sake and anything could have happened to us and she can't take it out on him. So what does she do? She immediately turns to May and starts blaming her for it, Um, which I just thought was really interesting, even though the guardian has just admitted to her, this was my idea. She found someone lower than her to yell at about it. And of course, we've seen this again and again, and Mm -hmm. she thought that was really interesting and her look of disgust at May. But then when May says, um, I would have given my life to protect you and the baby, there's a, a relaxation in Trudy's expression. She seems almost mm-hmm. like a loss for words because she cannot find fault in that. 
that's what all of the chosen mm-hmm. have been trained to say to her. So she can't even be mad. She just has to, okay, you read your script. I can't say anything to that. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I like how she takes it out on her later. You know, the, the, the tiny little things making her do the annoying jobs. <laughs> oh, you want to help me? Well, that's good timing because Brady has a full diaper. It's, yeah, just the way she says that and the looks she gives me. It's, I like it. Mm-hmm. it. It's that tiny bit of, and yeah, it is abusive towards me, but it's, you can see Trudy enjoying that, the getting back at me that way. Just, just that little bit. Okay, you really want to be my servant? Then you're my new plaything. So this is interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me, but Trudy is able to order May around in a way that she isn't able to order any of the other chosen around. I mm-hmm. found that interesting. I've seen Trudy try to order the other chosen around, but it's like they take their orders directly from Jaffa. They have no problem defying her, ignoring her, um, being indifferent to whatever she's saying. They try to calm her like she's a child throwing a tantrum or something, but they'll tell her, you know, the guardian forbids it, Supreme Mother. I'm sorry, but I can't give you what you want. And yet, because of May's position, she has to take whatever Trudy throws at her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, this might be the first time that Trudy has felt powerful within mm-hmm. the Chosen. Like, really powerful. Like, Jaffa just gave her a slave to distract her and spy on her. And she's, because I I haven't seen any of the other Chosen respond to Trudy the way May is forced to. Mm. I'm I'm not even sure it's just the first time she has this sort of power since she joined the Chosen. I think it's the first time ever for her that she had the chance to order someone else around and they would actually have to do what she tells them to. I don't think it's something she's ever truly experienced before. And in comparison to the regular Chosen, May is technically still a novice and a filthy mole rat at that. So yet she's lower on in, in rank than mm, basically anyone except for, you know, people who aren't even novices yet. Yeah, she's basically one step above the slaves. Yeah. So, Chloe, what'd you have for dinner? Did you bring us anything back? There's got to be a few crumbs left. Hey, ease off, Casey. No, it's okay. Let him talk. I don't want to talk to you. What are you doing down here, anyway? You were a bit hard on her. So? I thought you guys were angry at her, too. Well, yeah, but it's different. Oh, I get it. It's okay for you to tell her how you feel, but not me. Casey, listen. No! I've heard enough. How come everything I always say is wrong? So, yeah, panel, um, we've mentioned it a few times, but what's your take on KC? Do you have any sympathies for him? And do you really think he should have been brought into the fold here? Poor kid. I I just, I cannot help but feel bad for KC. I mean, I get that it's hard for Ellis to trust him and that they're not sure if he'll blab. Come on, you say you want to be united as mole rats. And the one person who could have, you know, helped Chloe with how do you fake you truly belong with a group would have been Casey. So, yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for Casey because you can see how hard he's taking Chloe's defection. Mm hmm. You know, Patsy's, he was just kind of like, well, that's to be expected. But Chloe, Chloe, you can tell it hurts. Like he feels Mm -hmm. truly alone once he thinks Chloe has gone to the other side. And uh, 
he, he has no one. He's been left to flounder in his own group. Nobody talks to him. Nobody, nobody's doing anything, you know, and they're not really a group anymore. He is so alone. Chloe was the only one he could count on. And now she's decided to join the chosen. He's a, I don't want to be dramatic, but he's heartbroken mm, at yeah. this betrayal, you know, and, and he doesn't get it. He's like, I have watched you guys give Celine crap, Patsy crap, May crap, but you're just, you're having a slumber party with Chloe down here. What the frick <laughs> gives, you know, yeah. her, her betrayal hurts the most for him. He's used to everybody else letting him down, but Chloe, come mm -hmm. on, you know, and he doesn't have anybody at all. He's just so alone. Nobody gives a crap how he's dealing with this. Nobody's checking in on him. And he is also a kid, a capable one, but he's still a boy, you know, and he's just, he's got no one, but he had Chloe and now she's gone. Um, okay. This is interesting. So I have a question for everyone. Do you think Casey really feels bad about Chloe being with the Chosen because this is like an original mall rat, we have to stick together? Or you think he's really upset because he has a crush on her? Um, I think at this point, Casey's still too young to really be having crushes. I don't think he looks at her that way. I think if time had gone on, he would have realized he had a crush on Chloe. Mm. But at this point, I don't think it's there. Mm. At this point, it's more like my sister just joined the bad guys, mm. you know, in the way they are with each other. I mean, let's not forget with him and Chloe, this is the girl who, in order to let her help her escape from the casino with Porky, he gave himself up to Tribe Circus for her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the two have been through quite a lot. He would do basically anything for Chloe to keep her safe. So, yeah, Chloe up and leaving him to join a bunch of wackadoos is just, yeah. In season two, Chloe was often the one with him doing things. You know, she was his friend. She was, you know, his the companion his age. You know, Chloe could go tit for tat with him and they could, you know, bicker at each other and everything was fine. Patsy was a little too sensitive for, you know, him. He was like, ah, I got to share Chloe with Patsy. That's how we saw it, really. But he had Chloe and he doesn't anymore. He doesn't have anyone. No one, yeah. He's literally yeah. got no one else. He's surrounded by people who don't trust him. But Chloe did. Chloe trusted him. Chloe went along with him on his schemes. Even if she was like, I don't even know if this is a good idea, Casey. But she trusted him and she would be there mm -hmm. with him. And then he would put himself in danger to protect her and they'd get through it. And now his last bit of foundation is just crumbled under his feet. Yeah, because th there isn't really anyone else in the mall anymore that he had that connection with. I mean, in the past, before the Chosen came, he had Lex and he had Chloe. And now he really has no one who really likes him for him you know and it's not fair that That's alice not. and uh ellie call him out i understand why they're doing it but they don't realize like what the he doesn't know what's going on you just look like hypocrites who are criticizing him for doing the exact same thing you've mm -hmm. been doing and no wonder he's like i can't say anything right no one wants anything to do with me what is wrong with me you know yeah. why don't any of you love me <laughs> It's your hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is really sad, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. So did did Casey, trying to remember, did Casey feel that bad about Tysan when she joined too? I do recall, I do believe he was pretty upset, but I think at that time he had just accepted that they're all just falling one by one, you know. Um, yeah. 
Mm. He wasn't very close to Tysan and Tysan also doesn't really keep it a secret why she's what she's doing and mm -hmm. that she's playing both sides where everybody else is keeping a secret what they're doing. She she doesn't. She makes it pretty obvious that, you know, she's using the guardian to help everybody. So it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, and after she does cross, he's like, OK, well, I guess I will play this game, too. <laughs> See, I, I always wondered about that. Because I always wondered if if Casey had some sense of okay I can't join them and they're they're bad and I shouldn't. And then when Tyson did, it's like okay, well if Lex is going to be mad about it, then he'll be madder at her, right? I think it's just that, at just like always, what happens to Casey is realizing that nobody's going to take care of me, nobody mm -hmm. cares about me. I have to look out for myself. Mm -hmm. I won't betray my friends. Yeah. I'll never throw my friends under the bus, but I can't depend on them to look out for me. Mm. So I'll just do what I got to do to get by. Yeah, that's what I think ultimately what happens later. It, it's honestly, it's his best bet. Mm. Yeah, because no one else is going to look after him. Mm. No one else cares. I mean, there's a point where he is begging to be included. And like, are we fighting back? Oh, please just let me know. I'll keep it a secret. I won't tell anything. And Alice just shoves him away. I wouldn't trust you at all. And he's just like, mm -hmm. I just want to help. I just want to be a part of whatever we're doing, you know? And they refuse to include this kid. And while Casey causes trouble, he has never betrayed you guys. Stop treating him like this. He's like an unwanted pet for most of yeah. them, you know? It's like, oh, that was Lex's little ward. But he ain't here, so we don't want him. Why are we stuck with him? <laughs> no, like, you're still here? <laughs> well, that's what the script felt like. I was like, oh, you guys remember mm -hmm. Casey exists? Mm. Especially later on with everything that happens. If only he had been there to help the girls. Come on. And then they'll all have the nerve to get upset at him when he does go in on his own. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you, you have no room to talk. None nope. whatsoever. You know what the worst part is? Now I know how you felt. What do you mean? When you thought I was dead. I could have spared him that. <laughs> okay, so when Amber won't speak to Pride about Dal's death, he resentfully suggests that Bray try instead. But it does backfire because she does open up to Bray about their history with Dal before the virus and his hopes for the future. She feels guilty not just for his death, but for making him believe that she was dead, as she now knows how he felt. So yeah, panel, how do you feel about Amber's reflections on Dal here? Typical teenager. It has to happen mm -hmm. to me before I realize other people's feelings. <laughs> yeah, and even then, at least Del was actually dead. He didn't fake it. He didn't do the same to you as you did to him, Amber. Okay, as for Pride, um, I think it says just how much Pride cares about Amber, how much he loves her, that he is willing mm -hmm. to sacrifice his own happiness for her well-being. He can't get her to talk to him. And instead of coveting her and needing to prove that he's the one for her, he does what's right for her. She won't talk to me, but maybe she'll talk to you because I can tell that you're the one she has that connection with. You knew she and Dal. I don't know. She never told me about her life. I didn't know she had a friend named Dal. Okay. But you knew you were there. Somebody needs to talk to her and I love her enough to literally roll out the red carpet mm -hmm. for my competition. <laughs> I think that says a lot about how much he loved yep. her. 
Mm-hmm. And I do, I think it makes sense that she opens up to Bray because Bray did know Dal and he did know Amber's history with Dal. Again, she never told Pride anything about her life, you know, mm. and, but Bray knew, you know, I, it, she can open up to him. She can talk to him because he understands what Dal meant to her, mm-hmm. you know, and so I actually think that's, well crafted it does make sense that bray and amber end up having this moment and pride pushing for it it didn't feel forced it just for me it worked you know i'm I'm actually glad that as sad as it is that he has to i'm glad that pride went to bray with this with a she needs help she needs you you know instead of um just telling him to stay away because he doesn't want to talk to anyone it, it's not Bray pushing his way in. It's Pride actually saying, she needs you, which she does. Mm, I don't know. It feels like, feels like at that moment, Pride kind of knew that he wasn't going to end up with Amber. Or maybe that's just me. No, he, he can, he he can see it. And, but he doesn't let his ego get in the way. He doesn't turn it into a competition. He doesn't turn it into, what, would I, what do I want? He loves her and her happiness and her mental health is way mm. more important to him which is more than i can say for a lot of people who claim to love someone on this show mm-hmm. um pride loved amber so much that it was like i will sacrifice everything that would make me happy as long as she's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you didn't deserve him amber so no, absolutely like, not. You know, you amber didn't deserve him. anyone to be honest but <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. i'm not going that far i'm just <laughs> saying she didn't deserve pride go crazy now <laughs> I'm doubling down. Yay, <laughs> Sasha. She deserved those guys. Just <laughs> No, um, I'm just saying she didn't deserve pride. That's oh. all. This was definitely the most mature way to handle uh, a friend zone mm. situation. And I'm proud of pride for that. Very mature. And this is why I love him in season yeah. three. I still respect it because it's just like, I've always had that sense that I'm not going to fight for someone if I'm not their first choice. Like if I was dating a boy and I found out that he hadn't wanted to go out with me or he kind of likes another girl, I would break up with him in a heartbeat. I'm not going to be your consolation prize. I'm either your first choice or I'm not your choice. It's that simple. And I respect pride for being like, look, if I'm not the one she chooses, I'm out. I deserve better. You know, I'm like, you go boy. That's right. Know your worth, pride. <laughs> what do you, this is, he didn't try to turn this into a triangle. He said, oh, heck no. You can do that with Ebony, but you're not doing it with me. Now, yeah. she don't want me. That's okay. I, I sucks. I, I'm heartbroken, but I'm not playing this game with you guys. Yeah, well, we will touch in a bit how mm-hmm. Ebony tries to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> they love Bright for doing this. Yeah. For just choosing what she needs over his own needs and wants. I do think Amber should have felt a little bit more guilty about Dal's death, but I will say I like that her reason for feeling guilty feels a little deeper than on the surface. Just suddenly having the epiphany because she's in this much pain, realizing what she did to another person, you know? And I almost feel like what she's not saying is, and I did it to you too, Bray, you know? And that's what I'm realizing. And this is mm-hmm. hard. This is heavy. I'm, I'm, I've just been hit in the head with what I put other people through. And just like Sabine said, this time though, it's not fake. It can't, there's no undo button. Dal is actually dead. You know, and I can't, I apologize to him, but only now do I realize how much harder I should have apologized to him 
mm-hmm. because this is what he felt. This is what I did. And there's nothing she can do about it now because he's gone. She wasted all that time. She put him through all this pain. And she's finally realizing that being mad at your boyfriend and pretending to be dead wasn't just a mistake or a bad choice. It had grave consequences on people emotionally, you know? This is what is frustrating. (laughs) This was the moment or later on in the episode for Amber to actually come out and say to Bray, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry for faking the t- death, just like what happened to Dal. But it doesn't happen. She just creeps mm-hmm. into his room, but we'll see later. But you know what I mean? There's n- nothing comes from her mouth. Like it's frustrating because the right, this should have been the moment that they could have given that to Amber, but they did not. No accountability. And that's that's the writing. That's the writing. It's just I don't know why they just did not want to to have any accountability, and it, it makes that reunion flat. Amber can't be wrong. Are you kidding me? It's just like Bray on the beach, man. But she she just admitted, okay, you know what? I was wrong to for making Dow believe that I was dead. Like it, it, it was a perfect yeah. moment to say, oh, "I'm you too." For Bray. making for making Dow <sighs> believe I was dead, exactly yeah. that. Not not for making everyone else believe I'm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very it's very specific. But at least she could have gone. Brain was there. She could have gone and to you too. You know I mean, just a little, a little something. Anything. Yeah. Amber <laughs> doesn't say she's sorry, you <sighs> guys. Unless you're dead. Unless you're dead. <laughs> Unless you're dead. Or about to die. Or about to die. You know, that's, you know, she'll tell you she's sorry and then you die. It's just, she has to be Uh. your, that's why I don't really like this version of Amber. And it's not Beth. Beth is great. She's wonderful as Amber. Mm -hmm. But it's the narrative. She can't be wrong. That's why Bray's not mad at her, even though he has every right to be. That's why Bray's not calling her out. That's why his anger is focused on Ebony. Because Amber can't be wrong. So I Bray didn't make a choice on the beach because he can't make a bad choice. <laughs> but what if someone doesn't like the choice? Trudy enslaved herself. It was her <laughs> choice to go, guys. <laughs> but despite the fact that they should have gone further, she definitely should have apologized. They were almost there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Beth's acting is great. Dwayne's acting is great. Their chemistry mm-hmm. is great in the scene. And, uh, I do believe her grief is real and I think she's doing a really good job of portraying somebody realizing you've, this is one, uh, what do they call it? Uh, one doodle can't that can't be, yeah, this is one doodle that can't be undone, you know? And, um, yeah, let's, let's stick with Dow because I want to talk about Lex's response to his death because Lex wants to plan the rebels' next move and Bray is angry that he doesn't seem affected by Dow's death at all. When Ebony suggests that Amber and the guys might abandon the resistance, Lex comes up with a plan to conduct an immediate sneak attack while the Chosen are at least expecting it. See, so yeah, panel, I mean, we, we mentioned before how, like, Lex actually seemed to like Dow, and they, they, had no, they had no issues with each other, but it just seems like he doesn't have even a tiny bit of remorse or reflection here for Dow. I, I, I think it's not about that for Lex. I think for Lex, losing someone like Dow is a very big reminder at how dangerous the Chosen are and how much danger the others are still in. I also think it's his defense mechanism to just keep plowing forward. Um, Not to mention, these are the same people who, after Lex's wife and child had died in a brutal explosion and he'd put them in the ground himself, all they could talk about was going back to the city and getting the antidote. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm just saying. Lex cannot pause to think because it will hurt too much. It sucks. He doesn't give him time. Yeah, he just doesn't give himself time for that. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll grieve when everything's over, when everything's solved for now. Yeah. Yeah, I think his experiences throughout his life has kind of prepared him for that. Um, you know, with the death of Zondra and his child and obviously the death of Glenn and, uh, and whatever happened in the past as well. And then also him and Dal, you know, they were cool, but they're more of like acquaintances at best. So mm-hmm. it would kind of make sense. They're not like, oh no, Dal. But it's, you know, I, I can understand nothing? how he feels. Not even a second um, to reflect. I mean, he looks sad when Amber was over his body the last episode, but I, I, I honestly think Alexis just going into doing mode, basically. Like he's not a thinker, he's a doer. So, okay, Dell's that. What does that mean? What do we have to do now? We have to take action. We have to make sure we don't lose more people to these loonies. To mention, it's like Sabine just said, Dell dying is just a reminder of how in danger everybody is, including his wife. It was Dell today. Who's it gonna be tomorrow? They almost burned Bray on a pyre. You know what I mean? Like. We have got to do something or this is just going to keep happening. And two, I don't think that he feels nothing about Dal's death because when the Chosen are finished, he seems to be the only person who wants revenge for Dal's death. Mm -hmm. He's like, he just, he calls Amber out on it. Are you kidding me? You don't want to punish these people. They killed your best friend. He's still upset about it. Well, Amber and Bray are like, Mm -hmm. Ah, oh, dude, it's just too much. You know, um, we can't punish everybody, blah, blah, blah. And Lex is like, are you freaking serious? So I don't think he feels nothing. I think it's in the mm-hmm. back burner to get things done. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that's my, that's he how I He's revenge in the Guardian. It, it wasn't because <laughs> of that. Yeah, <laughs> or he's handling it, grieving he's in a different way. He's the Guardian for what happened with Tyson. It wasn't about Tao. <laughs> it wasn't about Tao. <laughs> no, but, you know... I, I do think Lex cares enough about at least Tyson, but you now if you think about it, who Tyson, are in the mall, do we care about? there's Tyson is in the mall. Yeah, but there are still some people in the mall he cares about. At it's a people he likes, way. but there's only one person yeah. he cares about in the mall. There's like there's Tyson. He likes Al. Alice feels like a friend for him. There's Ryan. There's <laughs> KC. Well, you know, screw Celine, but. <laughs> I understand. Lex has only got one thing in his mind at the moment: his wife. That's yeah. understandable, but like, yeah, but a, a it's, moment it's like, to just stop as everyone is grieving and just stop for a second. No, Lex, no, <laughs> please. He, he go, he's just one of those people who goes into action mode. Action is how they deal with things. Again, that's kind of Lex. Unless something hits close to home, he can be very indifferent to stuff. It's yeah. it's got to hit him where he lives, you know. And I, I do think Dal's death just reminds him my wife is in the same kind of danger and we're wasting time. That's why Dell's dead because yeah. we haven't accomplished anything. And who's next? You know, uh, if we're, yeah, we're not going to sit here and wait. I guess I'm just not surprised at his lack of reaction to mm-hmm. Dell's death. You know, I'm just not like, Oh my gosh, this is so out of character for you. It, it feels like oh, no. yeah, it this fits. makes sense for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. it definitely fits. Mm-hmm. And it is a way of coping. Honestly, you know, for him, it's a way of coping with the whole situation and the gravity of that situation. 
I mean, would it have been nice if you seemed to give a damn? Sure. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like you liked this kid. What the frick, Lex? But I, I kind of get it. It's like soldiers at war. Sometimes you just don't have time yeah. to mourn your fallen brethren. First she saves the others. But I totally get why Brea just can't look at him like, what the frick is wrong with you? Seriously? You know? Um, yeah. But they both deal with things differently. Yeah. Little sensitivity, Lex. <laughs> I'm upset too. You know, I, Val was my friend. I was his leader. I was supposed to keep him safe. And I didn't. And he's gone. Can you, can, can you give us 24 hours? Is that okay with you? I mean, Dal was only with them because he was made, he was sent there to watch Bray die in the first place. I wonder if Bray even thinks for a second, okay, if I would have bent the knee to the Guardian, would Dal be, still be there? That'd be nice if he actually, they had him express things like that. But. They forgot that completely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been good for you. Deep thoughts are not allowed. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't upset me really. That like is kind of cold towards Dal's death. And he, he makes a fair point. This is when they'll least expect an attack. Because they know these mole rats by now. They want to think everything over and, and take their time. Honestly, considering how the Chosen are, they could attack any time. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just need to decide to do it. <laughs> these guys left the sewer unguarded. Even after... Mm-hmm. I'm still harping on that because all I'm thinking is Dal tells his friends the sewer entrance is unguarded. I'm thinking, so you guys could have snuck out of the mall at any freaking time under cover of night. (laughs) (laughs) But you acted like everything in the mall was sealed up tight. But the sewer entrance was apparently left wide open. You telling me that Ryan and Alice couldn't have taken out the couple of chosen guards that might be down there and get everyone out of the mall. I'm still I'm still just like I can't even believe. I can't. I can't. No, but that's the magical lockup we cannot understand that we don't see. They're all magically chained to the mall. Haven't you done stupid things for love? I guess not. Anyway, you should be grateful to me. If I hadn't given Amber a premature burial, you would never have met her. What's your point? We both lost out. The only difference between us is that I can't win Bray back. I've lost him for good. Whereas I... You've still got time. They're not together yet. Which means she can't decide. Maybe this is your chance to do something a little stupid. Panel! (laughs) Ignoring Ebony's back and forth as to whether she's actually going to give up on Bray or not. What did you make of this whole scene? It felt very Ebony. She's grasping at straws to, you know, keep these two from having a happily ever after. And in pride, he sees her one option she has left. Oh, and I don't blame her. One second, she's like, okay, that's it, Bray. I'm giving up on you. Next minute, it's like, okay, can you get Bray back? And the next minute, it's like, no, that's it. I'll leave you to die. Like, make up your mind, Ebony. Right now, at this point in time, she's made up her mind that she, wants, she still wants Bray, but she knows that when Bray and Amber are together, or when Amber's on the table as an option, she will never have that option. So why not take oh. Amber out of the equation again? I guess. <laughs> by, you know, by making sure she stays with her man. Even though just last episode, she just didn't want Bray to be mad at her anymore. Uh. I don't I don't care right now. Ebony <laughs> is e- going to Ebony. Um, yeah, and she's you know, not going to make any sense because she just has to do what the script tells her right now. 
um, it's illogical, most of her actions. See, this action actually makes sense to me because this would be a way for her to get between Bray and Amber without being deemed the villain because it would have been Pride fighting for Amber and not her handing Amber over in chains to him. Um, <laughs> whatevs. Uh, all I can say is, Bray, how dare you come to Pride looking for advice? This guy is like, I have handed her over to you on a silver freaking platter. Okay? Do what you gotta do and get your woman. I got nothing for you, for frig's sake. You wrecked my <laughs> life because I decided to save yours and you're coming to me? Get out of here. My heart is breaking. My fiance wants your face. Get away from me. Like, just go away. Like, Price should have. I pride. Are you kidding me? I mean, any other guy, like, any on. other guy would have slapped him. Yeah. Did you just come to me with this? Oh my god, she's literally just waiting for me to give her permission to leave. Uh, you know what to give her, right? You're asking me for advice on how to get back your girl. I told you the status of us, okay? <laughs> I, like, oh my word! Oh wow, yeah. I I told you to, that you had to help her because she would talk to you, and then you do this. <laughs> Unbelievable. And again, he still decides to just put Amber's needs first. He can see that just like Trudy on the beach with Bray, he can't make a decision that he and she's not going to make him make one that he can't live with. And because she loves him. And so she made the decision for him. And Pride's doing the same thing. I freaking love you so much, woman. I could I could press my suit and you would stay with me out of obligation, but I'd never have your heart. Screw that. If you're going to be with me, you're going to choose me. So I'm going to give you your ring back and then you can choose. I, I'm, I'm, I hope you come back to me and I'm going to be brokenhearted and hung up on you forever, but I'm not going to get you this way. No way. I don't want you this way. You know, I, I'm like, oh, pride. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you ran into Lex and Ebony in the woods. <laughs> if only you hadn't them, how much easier your life would have been. Um, I, for one, love Ebony that she did this. <laughs> for our, all of us sane fans out there, we know that this was the only opportunity Ebony had to salvage mm -hmm. the greatest chemistry that we've ever seen on this show. The only? Yes, the only. The only one that matters. Are you suggesting she's not going to do this again and again and again? This is certainly not her only. Listen, we, I speak for everyone when I say that Bray and Ebony deserve each other. They should be with each other. This chemistry is what makes the show feel alive. And if Ebony has to uh, cross some people over, you know, backstab them, make them feel horrible, then. I'm all for it. We're just toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Tox toxicity is what makes the world go around. Um, <laughs> 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 in, in, in the post-apocalyptic world, it definitely is. <laughs> See, Carlin right now is just like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> This is what we want. It's, it's very, it's very ebony. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. very ebony. Um, I, I would have disliked it if Ebony hadn't tried it. 
I would have had more opinions on her not trying to do this than her actually doing it. My only complaint is she didn't do it a little bit earlier. Almost like, I mean, decide what you want, please. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. That's I, I just, want. I want her motives to stop changing day to day. That's all I want. Just pick what it is you want and go mm. for it. Be just be consistent two days in a row. That's all I want, Ebony. I did like the moment between Pride and uh, Amber, despite this whole stupid conflict in the first place that led up to this. Again, the moment isolated by itself with Pride talking to Amber and Amber confessing that this is why she didn't want to bring back. She knew it would change everything. You know, mm -hmm. she was content, maybe not in love, but content and felt safe with Pride. And she knew the minute that he brought Bray and then back into the camp, it was over. They were never going to go back to that contentment. And she could say sorry, but she won't. Um, and you can tell she doesn't want to just say, I, I don't want what we have. You know, it was, it was okay when I was rebounding. But um, now that Bray's back, she can't say it. And he's just like, you know what? I'm not even going to make you do it. I'm not going to make you say it. I told him I wouldn't give him the ring, but I will give it back to you. You know, you don't want to be with me. That sucks. I thought they did a really good job in that scene. And he's just so honorable. And yeah. it's like, that's right. Wave goodbye at the man that is too good for you, Amber. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because he shows that in this whole scene. And actually, you know, she wants to say something. He's like, Amber, just, just don't. To mention your relationship is built on lies. I mean, the woman you were going to marry didn't tell you anything about herself. Mm -hmm. This is how you've had to learn all this stuff about her. Yeah, all she said was her own tribe abandoned her on that Left mountain. out all kinds of relevant information. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm playing dead because I'm mad at my boyfriend. You know, like, nah. He's just like, woof. This is this is too much, man. This chick is psycho. I, I just want to be loved, Amber. I just want you to choose me. And if you can't, I'm out. You can, you've already made your choice, as he says. You made your choice. You just don't want to say it. And I won't make you, you know, because he freaking loves her. Loves her so much. Mm -hmm. Another person who is undeserving of the love. And again, she doesn't owe him a relationship. But unlike, I mean, unlike with Bray and Trudy, where Bray didn't promise Trudy a relationship, Amber did. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> She promised this man a relationship. She, she did. She, those promises yeah. made in front of everyone. They have an <laughs> understanding within their tribe. This is a pledge, okay? She did him dirty. Mm -hmm. Bray at least thought he was grieving. He at least thought Amber was dead when he moved on to Danny and thought, I'm in love with her. Didn't realize, no, it's just a Danny mask on top of Amber. Like, dude, like. <laughs> she's just, you know. The substitute. Yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting what Amber's doing. Ebony would treat him right. But the narrative will paint it as, no, Amber's not doing anything wrong. She's just confused. She didn't do anybody wrong. Like, yeah, she did. She screwed mm -hmm. over this guy big time. Mm -hmm. No, she did. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's the best relationship of all. I wait. I mean, her and Bray deserve each other. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can say it. They are. <laughs> But man, do they run over a lot of people to be together. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of casualties, yeah. Is this necessary? <laughs> this is what teaches Amber that it's okay to get your man the way you want, even if you have to screw over other people. We won't get into that yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Character assassination. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of nonsense during that. <clears throat> okay, yeah, let's move on to our final thoughts of the episode. Bray, what about Danny? I have to find her somehow. If she's still alive. And then what? Then I have to tell her about you and me. But, you know, I think she's always known how much I've loved you, Amber. Yeah, panel. What do you make of Amber's kind of struggle between her old life as a Morat and a new life as a Gaian? Um, the reunion with Bray. And was this a good decision to lose Amber again so quickly? Um, At the very least, it screws with Bray's mind. Again, you guys know I, I hate the conflict. I hate what got us here. But if I just take it uh, on its face. In the moment, Liz. In the moment. In the moment. The thunderstorm, the, the rain, the two the of them together. Dude, Horrible. I'm the first to say this scene is beautifully directed. Come on, it's beautiful. Come on. It's, it's gorgeous. Horrible. I can't wait for it. It's my turn to talk about this. I love this scene. I do. I love this scene. This is one of my favorite kisses on the show. One of my favorite romantic, passionate moments. I love that there's almost nothing said between them. These guys are acting with just their eyes. They're doing a great job. Um, I appreciate the fact that she and Pride broke up before, you know, six <laughs> <Yes>. hours. <laughs> she and Bray have that six hour thing going for them both, apparently. Um, uh, <laughs> but hey, you know what? Fine. It's consensual, uh, these two. I do believe they love each other. Again, I hate their conflict, but hey, we're here. I actually think there's something really poignant about just finally nipping it in the butt, reuniting these two before she has to leave. So that's at least solved. That is solved. That whatever crap they made us go through is settled. They are back together. Fine. This scene is gorgeous. No doubt about it. Hands down. Visually, but. I agree. <laughs> You want me to speak for you, Sabine? I think <sighs> oh, I... kind of, but <laughs> but it's visually yes. The scene's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just cannot get over the fact that they instantly have to do this. She she was mourning her best friend, so they end up in bed together. Seriously, I guess it's better than what Ryan and Celine did. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a grief yeah. bang, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, it's, uh, yeah, and just the fact that she, she oh, that. buried who she says is her best friend, she just had things end with pride, yet here she is instantly in bed with, you know, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the timeline. Mm -hmm. Well, they made it very clear that pride wasn't a conflict for her, except out of mm -hmm. obligation, moral obligation, that's what pride was. Um, so, I mean... It's not like her heart was torn in two different places. Like, I don't know which of you I love. It's, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was really obvious that she didn't love Pride. Yeah, or Pride still. is like, she's literally walking around him with a sandwich board. <laughs> just <laughs> The night, fine. You know what I mean? It's, again, it's a beautiful scene. It's well acted. It's well directed. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for him. The morning after, I... <laughs> <laughs> Again, fine. You guys are together. Uh, I wish you guys had actually resolved your your real problems before getting here. But um, no, they'll just still haunt you as time goes on. 
we'll be having the same conflict over and over and over again with these two. Yay! Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, you want to know what brings this all down for me is what he says about Danny. <laughs> yes. At least Amber didn't love Pride. Okay. At least she didn't love Pride, and it was made very clear that she didn't love him. Bray. Danny was the light of your life. Mm -hmm. She brought you back to life. She made life worth living. Nothing mattered but Danny. And now she is just a throwaway. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah, I, I guess I, I got to find her. And then we will never speak of her again. I, wow, I think she always knew. How dare you? How dare you? dare you say that she always mm -hmm. knew oh my gosh how dare you poor danny <laughs> that was awful by the writers like we know that they didn't like danny by the end and to put this in there that oh danny always knew that he loved amber <laughs> it's quite yeah. a low blow yeah it's, it's, low i mean yeah danny wasn't you know the greatest person, but she did not deserve this. Mm. Like, we get it. She's dead and buried. Did you have to set fire yeah. to her corpse as well? It was unneeded. Like, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Could have. So wrong. Doesn't I, make it good. I would have rather they didn't even mention Danny. You might as well not mention her at this point. This is just one last dig at how little she mattered in the story mm. and making that clear to everybody. And I'm just like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hate Danny, but oh, that was unnecessary completely. Ah, is it my turn yet? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it, it is. Rip it apart. Go on. First of all, let me just say this. I will never, ever forgive these writers of, of, of not giving us... You mean to tell me they were just had this moment just waiting in the books of this so-called beautifully lit night sex scene. And they could have had that with Bray and Amber instead. And we've all seen how amazing, or excuse me, uh, we could have that with Bray and Ebony. That's what I meant. We've all seen how amazing Ebony looked all season, all season. And they denied us of that. They denied us that scene. I don't think I will ever be the same ever. After knowing this hard truth, as far as the scene goes, this is this is not even close to romantic. Look at the area that they're in. The walls look like they're decayed and mold. The bed does not look comfy to lay in, let alone have sex in. And it's small hammock. Too. It's awful. It looks like it's barely being held together, but whatever. And then I I just can't. They denied us of ebony beautiful ebony of this glorious scene and instead we have to look at amber and her zulu knots try to make amends with bray at this weird hour i can't stand it i hate this scene make amends is giving it too much credit <laughs> mm -hmm. nobody's making amends here and then she used them these are just two people giving in to their passions that's all it's which is great fun. it's fine you know, whatevs. You haven't solved anything. Um, but This is how Amber said she was sorry for what she did to Bray. And then she leaves him the next morning like a piece <laughs> of meat. Well, isn't he? Season four, Amber just was just born this episode. 
we didn't know it back then, but seeing it again now, this is season four, Amber, beginning to blossom. Um, yeah, again, I just wish this was Ebony and Bray. I believe they deserve this moment. I think it's a little weird he mentioned Danny as kind of, I feel like that's like a cardinal sin for us men. We don't really bring up like exes. Well, she brought it up first. In his oh. defense, she did ask, "What about Danny?" Well, then, but then he needs to pretend he has amnesia. Then no, he just, he just goes, "Ah, she'll know. She knows. Always loved you." <laughs> I, I'm happy for the Brambers, though. I'll say that. You know what I mean? Like again, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a beautiful moment. And if you shipped this couple and you were dying to see them together and you were heartbroken. Yeah. You know, that she died and he had to move on with someone that you might have hated. And yet she came back. This is what you've been waiting for. And Mm -hmm. so I'm happy for them, you know, definitely. I'm glad they got their moment. It's a beautiful moment. Um, I I can't enjoy it when I include the narrative that goes with it. But, you know, Beth and Dwayne, they deliver as always. They do what they got to do. Remind you why everybody loves them so much. And like, okay. I have to say, this scene was necessary for me to get one of my all-time favorite moments between um, Bray and Amber later on. The moments he questions, uh, he questions her history with pride. <laughs> so I get why did ha- this had to happen. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm totally motivated now. I'm going to make a two-hour video <laughs> on this scene alone and just dissect it to why it is awful, horrible, disgusting, revolting, and confusing. And I think we can all agree on that. My brain just goes, why was this deemed suitable for the age group they said they were aiming at? Yeah, what is with that, too? No, have you watched this show? Are you kidding me? This is tame. This is so tame compared to the stuff they have thrown at the child viewers. Okay, it's series one, yeah. That, Come on, nothing. No. nothing. It's still up and down. It's like it's never consistent. There's nothing wrong with this scene. This is so PG. No, no, no. no. This yes. is not PG. This is ABC Family for Pete's sake. There's no, there's a kiss. Yes, there's a kiss. They lay there down. Was not, that was and not then the a ki- kiss. <laughs> he devoured. He devoured her face. <laughs> yeah, we've seen Jack and Ellie do the exact same thing. I'm, uh, no, no, I'm not. That was explicit. I am not arguing. There's no, there's nothing no, explicit this was, about this scene. <laughs> this is so tame. They blew. They blew up a pregnant girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, you know, now that I'm looking back at it, it's too much. It's way too much. You see when the camera cuts back to to Bray, he's like all out of breath. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they would put this on TV. <laughs> Shut up, Carla. <laughs> Come on. <you. laughs> There are raunchier scenes in Neighbors. Come on, this is nothing. (laughs) Though I am glad that you're back to your usual (laughs) self. (laughs) I mean, yeah, before we go, yeah, I just want to talk about that last bit. Like, obviously, knowing that Beth Allen had to go again um, so quickly, was this a good decision? 
I'm going to be honest. I didn't actually mind because uh, I think the rebellion really hits the ground running once it's Bray, Ebony, and Lex. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, it becomes about a group effort to bring down the chosen piece by piece. When Amber's around, it's about Amber, 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 Amber bringing down the chosen. Yeah. Even though it's not even her fight. Um, and it's usually distracted by her relationship with Bray. And I really do enjoy the rebellion more when Amber's not there. I'm sorry, Beth, it's not your fault. I'm really glad they found a way to write you into the show and let you go to school and do what you need to do, girl. That's awesome. But I just, I don't miss her in the rebellion. I feel like she actually kind of slogs it down when she's a part of it. Because again, it's not as much about the rebellion and the teamwork. It's about her and Bray and their drama and blah, blah, blah. And Amber's the only answer to all of this. And they're doing all the work. They just had to wait for her to come back before the Chosen decimated themselves, really, at the end of the day. She did nothing. Let's be honest here. Um, I wasn't sorry. I was like, okay, now we can get this, on. This stupid storyline is so, yeah, that's how I felt. The stupid storyline is dealt with. We can get on with fighting the Chosen, please, you know? Yep. Yeah, no. I fully agree with that. I mean, I I was honestly waiting for them to finally go try and do something about the Chosen again, actively. Um, to be fair, they like haven't been doing that while she's been back. They to have, be fair. But they <laughs> have, on. but, but it, uh, it hasn't had Bray's full attention. They've done one thing. They've done one thing with the Chosen. They, they went into the mall, and then mm. they got set up by May. And that's it. And again, this is all about Amber. So much about Amber and Bray and Ebony and their BS. And I'm just sorry. I'm like, I enjoy this rebellion way more after she's gone, even though I love her yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's just these, these 12 episodes, the focus has been on eBay and Bramber and poor Tide Pod. And I just, uh, I wasn't enjoying oh, it. I was sad to lose her so quickly. <laughs> we only just got her back. And then for her to disappear again for a large chunk of the show, I think wasn't that great. Yeah, but she's coming back. So. Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, At the time we were like, oh, she's just come back and then she's gone again for a huge chunk. Like, yeah. Oh. I have to say, I. Watching it, it was like, oh. I had not assumed she would be gone for long at this point in time. I assumed we would see more about what she was up to. And we end up not getting that, but, mm. you know, at this point in time, I, I did not think she would be gone for long. I just That's figured true. we would see more of her uh, and what she would be up to and how she would be persuading people. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I thought the same thing. So that's a part. another reason I wasn't that upset. I actually felt it was weird when she leaves after this storyline is resolved. And I'm like, is that the only reason you brought her back was for all this drama? You know, a little bit. It's kind mm-hmm. of felt like that. And now that it's resolved, she's going to just skip off. It's and yeah. no, it's, it's for us to be able to forget about Danny. You know? Um, not what it is. You know, it, again, given what they were working with, it's fine. You mm-hmm. know, they resolved. A, at least they didn't leave the storyline hanging and have her leave. So that we'd have to spend the entire rebellion wondering if Bray and Amber were going to get back together and that just being the focus of mm-hmm. all of Bray's... You know what I mean? I'm just glad they at least resolved this before she left so we could focus on something else for a little while. I wasn't well, expecting I mean, her to be gone that long Bray, either. Moody Bray, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's... 
That's a specific <laughs> state it's of not brain. Much, yeah, it's not very different. We've had to deal with <laughs> Moody Bray before, so things just get a little more interesting for me after this. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm super glad when she comes back and stuff, but once again, it just becomes about their drama as soon as she comes back, you know? We just don't... It, there's not enough of Bray and Amber working together like they used to, you know? It's just drama, 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 drama. Mm -hmm. Honestly, at this point, I, had, I still had some hope that Danny would return somehow. Oh my god. Still? Goodness, <laughs> yeah, I, still, I was I wow. was oblivious to the fact that she was permanently gone. And I see just... that stake through her heart? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 stabbed her dead body. <laughs> I I know, but I I guess that's the evil part of me. I kind of wanted her to return oh. just to have Bray deal have to deal with that. Glad oh, Danny know. didn't have to. <laughs> I am. I'm glad she, whatever happened to her, she thought that Bray still loved her somewhere and went on with her life. She can did you, not need to come back and see this. Can you imagine, though, <laughs> if after what just happened with Bray, Amber had, had gone off to find, you know, extra help and they would have found some prisoners that had, from the Chosen that had been freed by another tribe and Danny would have been amongst them. It was bad enough watching poor Pride go through it. Who knows? Maybe Pride and Danny could have been happy. And we didn't even see the things that Amber must have said to Pride. You know, the nope. confessions of love and promises of forever that she said to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But we saw Bray doing it to Danny. And then for him to write her off so easily this season. I'm so glad. As much as I didn't like Danny. I am glad she didn't have to witness this. <laughs> Let that poor girl rest in peace. <laughs> that poor girl didn't even get a fake grave. <laughs> oh, wait, she's dead? <laughs> well, they the don't way know, they treat her, yeah. <laughs> she might as well be. <laughs> They've given fake graves to other people they assume. Come on. Bray just makes a token. I have to find her <laughs> and never thinks about nope. it again. That's all she got. Like, dag. No, I'm glad she, she she can live in a delusion and get over him someplace else. And yeah, yeah, uh, I guess I would actually it would have been cool if she'd come back like <laughs> later after Bray was gone mm -hmm. and just see what she'd been up to. That would have been cool, but mm -hmm. she didn't need to witness this crap. Nah, can you imagine if she would have known she was still out there? The lengths Ebony might have gone through to, <laughs> <laughs> to get her back to annoy Amber imagine the writers like what they would have done because that would obviously have to be reconciled if danny did come back and it's like wait what Bray? amber's alive you're back with her you know how badly the writers would butcher that storyline mm. mm -hmm. yeah just thinking about it, actually yeah uh, I, ooh, ooh, hmm. yeah they didn't want bray to have any actual conflict in his heart so they you know that would have been a mess if they brought danny back Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't trust these writers. So, Danny, rest in peace wherever you are. You, you, you were you were spared, to be honest, sweetie. You were roadkill on this highway and you didn't even know it. And that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Everybody else had to see the Bramber Jeep as it's hit and run. <laughs> you didn't have to witness it. <laughs> you didn't know you were roadkill. You get to live with the thought that Bray loved you. And that's, that's okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. That brings Series 3, Episode 12 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, 
please do send us a message on our Facebook page or on the website, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for episode 13. Until then, bye. Bye. Later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I really sound like to everybody? Well, you paused as if you wanted me to do it. Yeah. I said, all right, I guess this is the new norm now. I don't know why you didn't. I, I said it. All right, let me go. Uh, no, just use Carlin's, whatever. <laughs>